Okay, welcome back to the audacity. I'm actually, I think, might be consistent. This is kind of consistent for me. Um, but today I'm going to be talking about, and I titled the episode, The Music Industry is Where Your Soul Goes to Die. But I also think your soul dies in other industries, like the film industry, Hollywood, like anything where you have to sell another person your soul is dying, like where you have to harm another person. So that's a preface for the story. But also it's a perfect mix of black pop culture and these systems of white supremacy that I'm like, okay, this is how I'm analyzing the situation. So this is going to be a good story. I apologize for the singing in advance. There's going to be some Dreamgirls references and I've been dying to tie something I'm talking about to Dreamgirls because, wow, uh, what a great movie. What a great movie. Besides the point. So on Saturday, I'm go- I went on the shade room. I don't know why. Because I just be, I realized, like, I watch my favorite um, YouTuber, podcaster, whatever. Her name's For Harriet. She's, like, so smart. Like, she- I think I talked, I talked about last time. You need to go watch her video about why Lizzo's not a mammy. Just please watch that. But anyway, she's brilliant. And she's always talking about how, like, you need to be, like, reading other pieces of, like, literature or keeping up on current events that divulge from, like, your personal view. And Shade Room is that for me. Like, Shade Room is the complete opposite. I think they're, like, they're, like, these urban Twitter or urban Instagram accounts that are, like, really anti-black, homophobic, transphobic, don't care about black women. And there's a couple. There's Baller Alert, Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, and Neighborhood Talks. And I think that they just like really emphasize and focus on bad things that are really unimportant. And like, for example, they'll post a story about a trans person knowing that they're, they're knowing that the reaction is going to be transphobic as fuck. Or they'll post something about Megan the Stallion knowing that it's going to elicit people saying that they don't believe she got shot. A sidebar about that. I just have to say this. I'm glad to, I don't believe in jail, but I don't feel bad for Tory Lanez. Let me just say it like that. But <laughs> um, not that my prison abolition draws a line, but I just feel like I, when I ask a man, and this is a man is snitching on his politics, do you think that Tory Lane shot made the stallion? And they say, well, I don't know, or there's no evidence. That is a red flag to me. And the reason that, it, that's the question I will literally ask a guy just so I can peep with his brain where he's at. Because what that says to me is that if something happened to me and my life was at risk or something really har- someone did something really harmful to me and they were your friend, that you wouldn't believe me. Even like my male friends, I'm like, you wouldn't believe me. And that's kind of scary. Like, so make, Tory Lane shot Megan Stallion. And you know it and I know it. And I, I don't even want to rehash this, but you know it and I know it. So, yeah, anyways. Those are the type of Instagram accounts they are. I'm surprised I like was able to circle back and catch my last point because sometimes I don't and I literally have to edit because I'm like, bitch, I forgot what I was talking about. So I see that there's like a shade room post. The Joyner Lucas, random rapper, I don't know, but no shade to him. Um, I don't. I just got this certain urge to sing the Logic one eight hundred number. I don't know why. <laughs> And Logic is a whole other fucking basket. Hitman Halsey. But whatever. So I see that. Joyner Lucas posts something on Inst- or Twitter about like how Karen Silville stole $60,000 from him. And so and I, the, so these are all Z-list characters. Like, they don't, like, who knows who they are. Anyway, so Karen Silville, she's apparently 
a PR market specialist um, in the music industry, right? And she's worked with like a lot of people. She's worked with Nipsey. She's worked with Cameron from Dipset. That's look that up. Um, she's worked with Joyner Lucas. She's worked with Mac Miller. Like she's she's well known in the industry for like quote unquote PR market specialty, whatever, whatever. And so I hop on Twitter because I'm like, okay, I, I, let me see what the discourse is. Because if you're ever looking for good discourse on something that just happened, go to Twitter. It's like amazing and um i like read through jenna lucas's tweets and then i'm like scrolling through and they're like oh there's a clubhouse mind you i don't have a clubhouse i don't i don't have the app and i've never used it before like the room i'm about to talk about was the first room that i was in and the room was named karen civil been a fraud i tried to tell y'all <laughs> periodic i stayed there for the whole three-hour clubhouse and periodically throughout the thing they're like we're gonna reset there's like this really aggressive man's like we're gonna reset 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 uh this is karen civil been a fraud i tried to tell y'all one mic one mic like <laughs> they would constantly do that throughout the um clubhouse so she's in the room defending herself and so meanwhile like it, at first, like, I didn't know who to believe, you know? I was sitting there like, I'm just here for the tea. It, it evolved into, this just is, like, really, dip, this is actually really sad, but ultimately, I'm going to try to give you the quick, important points to get through the story so we can get to the my thesis. I think this is the um, introduction. Maybe, I don't know, the preface, I don't know. So the room was started by Nipsey Hussle's team, um, because they felt like she was like trying to insert herself in his funeral matters and like she just bombarded and took over and no one really knows her and like she didn't give the people credit and they're like so she she messed up there so that was how the room started off like coming at her and she was actually able to like it was like watching I don't watch anime but like like an anime b battle where or street fighter it was like street fighter so this was the first duel and she kind of won it. Like, she kind of was able to explain her way out of it. And then um, Joyner Lucas joined the room, like, the person who accused her. And it was sad. Like, it was, like, it was kind of bad because he was, like, and you have, like, there are music industry people in here, people who've been in the industry for 20 years, like, people who are managers, all this other stuff, like, really important people in this clubhouse, like, you know, here for this, and she, I, she's so dumb, I would have, well, okay, before I even jump to Joanna Lucas, I have to step back, so this guy named Jason Lee, who's, who owns one of the companies that are those, like, leech, really negative blogs, and he got on, and was basically like, you paid someone to hack my Instagram account, $20,000, and you had a problem with me, and you paid someone to take down my website, and his website, like, that's his job, that's how he makes his money, and she paid someone, and then she admitted to it, on um the clubhouse that yes i did it but you know you kind of she said she compared herself to olivia pope and then said sometimes you have to get your hands dirty um so yeah anyways and olivia pope ain't nobody to aspire to i'm sorry like i mean i like scandal don't get me wrong but she was pining after a white president and they actually gave the uh benjamin franklin and sally jinx i don't know if that's her last name that whole relationship i'm like no she was a slave like what the fuck so olivia pope ain't nobody to aspire to i mean girl power but hey i don't know so 
he, and his shit cut off, so he just disappeared. And then everyone was like, oh, join us in the chat, join us in the chat. So Joyner starts, like, going. He's basically, like, he's basically, like, saying, sis, like, I came to you. I was on my last dime, and I came to you to help me get this off the ground. I came to you, like, with a dream. And then when I, he literally said, when I gave you my money, it's just like, we, the, we stopped talking. And I, and I was like, damn. And you could, like, really hear. It's like, imagine someone saying, because no one knew who he was back then. It was se- this was seven years ago. He's, like, saying, like, I was on my fucking last. Like, imagine being on your last and you're coming to someone to help you. But that, to be honest, that's a weak position because there are people who will take advantage of you. That's the sad part. Like, she took advantage of him. Because she, I think, like, after sitting through that clubhouse, she did what the fuck he's accusing her of. Because then it just got to the point where they were like, okay, bitch, show us the receipts. Like, and she kept deflecting, like, don't yell at me. And it wasn't like he was yelling at her. You could tell he was, like, really angry, rehashing, like, this really hurtful moment in his life. And then she really tried to take it as, like, um you coming for me as a black woman and you're a black man and then it was kind of like but bitch if you if, if i give someone sixty thousand dollars and they fuck it over i could not tell you what i would do like i can't i'm getting angry thinking about someone taking sixty my sixty thousand dollars and i came to you and you were supposed to do your fucking job i honestly think i would shit a brick like <laughs> i'm laughing because i don't even know what i would do like i don't know so yeah like i would be angry as fuck i don't care who you were you could be beyonce if i give you sixty thousand dollars and you didn't do what was promised i'm mad we have issues so basically he's like you know where are the receipts where are the receipts and she's like because in the contract the contract is like very loose like it's like saying i'm gonna do a z a b c d not gonna say what's going where who's doing what and then she like tries to she tries to like bumblefuck her way out of it and is basically like well i would have appreciated this it'd have been more real if you had said this to me in private and not in public and i'm like but that like i and that's how predators work like dead ass and people who prey on weak people are people who are in not weak because they're not weak. They're in vulnerable situations where they are seeking help and help should be provided. That's an example of someone saying like everything that if you, you don't want it done in public so people can't all be like, oh, bitch, you fucked me over too. No, I'm not going to make that comparison. But that's the same. Like you don't want people to speak up because then everyone can start aligning on a story because there are multiple people who said that she de- she defrauded them. And the person who she admitted to hacking their Instagram is suing her. He said he's suing her. So I'm like, bitch, like, that was not smart. I would have not talked to any of these hoes. So, and then, like, everyone is coming on. You have, like, this these side characters. You have Whack 100 who manage Blueface, which I'm like, no one should be taking advice from you. He's basically talking about payola, and this is where Dreamgirls comes in. He's talking about payola, and payola is essentially where you pay a radio to play your song, right? And this is how, step into the bad side, ooh, 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 want to take a mean ride, ooh, ooh, ooh. I just do one more. I thought about stopping, but I I couldn't help myself. (laughs) So basically, in Dreamgirls, Curtis goes to the radio station and gets their music on, and because I think, I, the, so basically what happened was Cadillac car was 
the like song that was on the radio, but then the white boys redid it, like a Beach Boy style, whatever those that group is called. So then they did Step Into the Bad Side and they had Paola to get on the record so it would majority play, not the other songs. So basically that's what they're talking about in the mu- music industry about Paola. And then Black 100 makes a comment. It's like, if you, they're like, if you pay a radio, they're not going to give you a receipt. Uh, okay, so you're admitting to illicit things happening to get people on the radio, right? And then they're basically talking about, then WAC 100 also makes a point that, like, it's not Karen's fault, the one who didn't do what she said she was going to do. She didn't have the integrity. It's the manager's fault, and ultimately it's Joyner's fault for being taken advantage of. Like, he is, he's not the victim, Right. And so then, like, they just, like, kept going on and on and on about it. And it made me, like, actually, before I jump into, like, the larger thing, I think first and foremost, part of me felt bad because I'm like, here we are, like, we are tearing this black woman down. But then I'm, to the same degree, I'm like, but you can't be fucking over people's, like, it's nuanced. Like, I think that's what I, like, I'm seeing so much on the internet is, like, why can't things have nuance? Like, I can think that this is really bad, like, we shouldn't be dogging a black woman to this degree because we don't do it to men. Like, why is Diddy... No one should refer to Diddy for any monetary vice. Like, he's actually... Diddy will... He, he boxes everybody. For example, Mace. He Mace wanted to buy his masters back. You need your masters in order to make money. That means you own all the rights to the song, where it goes, blah, 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 blah. He asked for his master's back from P. Diddy at a million or two million. And Diddy was like, no, I'm going to go sell it to the white man for $20 million. Instead of giving him back his master's. Like, after he worked, like, after he had enough money to buy his master's back at the price they were worth, he was like, well, no, I'm about to upsell it to somebody else. Like, that's really fucked up. And, but he does that. Like, he destroy, like, he owns groups and makes sure his groups never get paid if they were on his management label. So I'm like, and I think Karen Civil is employed by Diddy at Revolt. And if you're an OG Breakfast Club watcher, Charlemagne, Envy, and Angela Yee, which all deplorable characters, but that's neither here nor there, used to always shit on Revolt because of how shitty the mansion was. And they, so I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, it's nuanced. Like, I felt bad at one point for participating in that because I was bringing down a black woman, but then I was also like, okay, but you can't be stealing people's $60,000, girl. Like, that's not a cute look. Like, that's not a good look, my G. So I felt like kind of shitty, kind of exiting the room. But then it just really made me think, like, how vicious is this industry? Like, and how predatory is it? And, you know, like, when you think about what's on the radio and what's on the awards, and especially after the VMAs, because the VMAs wasn't good. Like, I only went to watch the live performances. And... It was really Chloe and Normani. I'll try and think. Yeah, I think so. I think that's all I could connect with. I don't connect with Olivia Rodrigo. I don't know why. I mean, I, I know people say it sounds good, but it's just not, it's not my niche. But yeah, so like everything that we see on the award shows, that's all peddled to us. Like everything we hear on the radio, talking about paying people to play your songs, which, I mean, it happens, clearly. That's all pelt you. Nothing is even. Nothing is fair. Nothing is fair. And thinking about, like, how, how much do people have to sell their souls for fame or for recognition? Because recognition, I think, is 
like the way that you get paid as someone who oper in this day and age because talent doesn't fucking matter recognition and how quote-unquote hot you are and how well you can sell is all that matters so that's all that plays but then it's like what about the people who are actually talented like like think about Tanasha and Tanasha's new album like I mean it's kind of banging like I can't stop listening to one of her songs like or I'm not I don't listen to Jordan Lucas but like Jordan Lucas for example like he was preyed upon by someone who said that they who had all this clout who, who said that they were going to deliver and stole his fucking money. And I think that every industry is like that. And it's harmful. It, create, it not only creates harmful representations to the consumers, because these people are living unsustainable lifestyles. Like, this is not sustainable. I don't know who the fuck told you this. Um, not me really on a capitalism slash white supremacy rant. But I, I can't help it. It's all related. Um... And then it also has me like thinking about contracts because you constantly hear about like groups and it's not even black people like I was talking to a mutual and he was brought up Taylor Swift like even white people are going through this where Scooter Braun fucked Taylor Swift up and when not he sold her masters so now she's re-recording everything like that's really fucked up that it's like who has the most influence power that decides and then on the Karen Silva thing that also made me upset was like I get that we're calling out this black woman because okay she didn't do what she was supposed to do point blank period and she has to listen and if she really cared she would refund them their money back every person who has a grievance but also why don't we ever say anything about men like in this regard like P Diddy for example like what the fuck like he's really fucked over multiple people Pharrell fucked over Kellis Nas fucked over Kellis I think it's Kellis the my milkshake brings all the boys that person like there's been so many you have la reed and russell simmons who literally have documentaries it's it's called on the records on hbo and i might th- i think it's free on youtube about how he they both sexually assaulted women and russell simmons fled to bali and is avoiding ex- where there's no extradition something like um i get, I, I think that it's like not that Karen Civil shouldn't have been called out, but I think it's easy to go after black women. And I don't think it's as easy to go after men. And particularly black men in an industry where like they're seen as like the upper echelon, like being like a, a black billionaire, which does not exist. Like that's not real. Like you're just a capitalist. Like you're not special. You're not doing something for the race. You're just a capitalist using your race for wealth gains like that's exactly what p diddy does or like that whole discussion about would you rather have five hundred thousand dollars or sit with have dinner with jay-z like what the fuck can jay-z tell me he has nothing he can do like he's not going to give me the moves to level up unless he wants to give me five hundred thousand dollars like what the fuck i think that it it creates that like and I think the music industry or any industry is if you work hard enough. And it's like, no, like there are privileges, there are abuses that are happening that let people get to where they're going. And like, think about like TV culture. Like, why the fuck does Addison Rae have a Netflix deal? That makes no sense to me. But it's because she can sell and she, ha- she has this TikTok fame. And I, I, this is easy to tie in everything I've been doing these last couple weeks. So I watched a D'Amelio show. Why? I don't fucking know. I just want to know. I just need to know. And basically they were crying about how their mental health suffered so bad. And like, yes, they have all this money and all this stuff, but you know, and they know that they're not deserving of their platform because there are other creators that are deserving of their platform. So it just really sucks. I'm like, 
okay but when you look in the mirror you have a roof over your head not only do you have a roof over your head you have luxury items like your your access to opportunities is greater so i don't think this like i think that this is a little tone deaf and then it's also tone deaf because what the fuck are you complaining because you're giving the bare minimum on the internet and yet reaping all the rewards when there are black creators and creators of color and just black people in no matter what profession who constantly excel 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 out far of their peers and yet receive none of the recognition that is required for opportunities and wealth gain i mean what what can we do so i mean it's really twofold i think that cash rules everything around me anyways that's not the point cash rules everything um and I don't know, it just makes me really sad because then you'll see, I just don't, I wish that we could operate in spaces and have integrity and honesty. And even I was listening to a, a Twitter room and they were basically like, how she could have avoided this is you have to communicate. Like, I think communication is key because people can't read your mind. People don't know what you're doing. You know, like she should have said, I don't know if I can do this. Like, you're asking for too much and then that would have been setting realistic expectations but she did not so I think that her business practice model was shady and she like she did get caught and put on blast um but I also think like there are people who have talent that they want to share with the world and I just don't think that they should get taken advantage of and seeking that help and I know that that's like in general like people are going to take advantage of you like and Obviously, there are things Joyner probably could have done in Russia. It sucks that someone knew better and they didn't do better. And I, I also think that that's very naive thinking because I like to think that everything I do, I do with integrity. Like, how am I going to sleep at night? Like, how can I weigh my conscience knowing that I've done something to harm someone? So, but not, I, and I get, not everybody thinks that way. So, I, I don't know. Like, I think Karen Silver refund those refund those people back their money you got caught you're not a pr marketing specialist but also at what cost do we want fame like at what cost to our physical health our emotional health you know do we want fame money and access and at what point are we going to hold people who abuse the people who do want those opportunities who are working hard and who put them in precarious situations like they're like that's what the whole Me Too movement is about. But I think, like, we all have to reevaluate, like, we need to be holding these people accountable and, like, not just saying, like, oh, you did this and letting you back into the industry and letting you do whatever. Like, you need to be deplatformed. But I guess canceling's not real, and what can we do? Lastly, what I wanted to add was that I think ultimately we're just boxing out good talent um, either from entering the industry or being able to thrive in the industry. And so I think like we have to start reevaluating who we uplift, how we uplift, um, and who do we give our money to and who do we give the power to make decisions for us? Because I don't really like what the music industry is looking like. Like if you think about how many small creators who are not being able to shine because someone has taken that ability or that opportunity or their last dime from them to be able to do what they need to do and they don't get the recognition or the platform or they're not immediately uplifted or like people who are currently in the industry like Lizzo who is constantly being shitted on by people who are fat phobic and who don't want to see her win and P. Diddy is even one of those people he did it on an Instagram live and it was hella rude so I'm, I just think yeah like 
I don't want to participate a in an industry where I don't see myself in like Normani wasn't even supposed to perform at the VMAs um but it's also like taking advantage of small black creators whether whether that's acting TikTok YouTube uh, music like being taken advantage of and just being thrown out and used by the industry while other people look at to thrive off of our backs our culture everything but yeah that was <laughs> my diatribe my next episode I don't know what my next episode is gonna be I want it to be and I actually did research on this is um why we need to stop integrating white tv shows and this comes after watching two different Real Housewives shows, Love Island. And I do talk about that. I didn't watch it, but I'm going to talk about The Bachelor. So I think I'm going to do that next. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm recording this on Wednesday, so happy hump day. And I'll see you in the next episode.